Irana Tato. You are listening to Native Stories. Native Stories exists to share the voices of those connected to the land. Native Stories' vision is creating a resource for Pilina, connection to place. Native Stories aims to activate indigenous perspectives. My name is Behia Wheeler. I am from Waiao Oahu, and I am now residing in Afareitu Moorea Te My guest today is Priska Amaru from the island of Moorea Tahiti. Priska Amaru is born and raised on Moorea. She has been well known in the surf world here in Tahiti in French Polynesia. And she was a professional surfer for a number of years, has lived in Tiaopo, Tahiti, and has traveled around the world doing surf contests and surfing. Uh, she has now returned back to Moorea to live with her family and to start a surf school locally on the island. If you want to say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up on the island of Moorea, it's a small island life. How did you like that? Was your life typical growing up? What did you do here? Uh, so I was born here and I was here with my parents and my family of seven kids. Uh, we grew up in front of the ocean, so we have uh, we were in the ocean every day as a kid. I was uh, I spent my whole time in the water and swimming all day. From uh, five o'clock, from seven a.m. to uh, four p.m. in the evening. So, uh, we with my parents, we are we have really this life like a, a true local life, like fishing every day, swimming every day, and uh, grow vegetables from the island. And yes, so my life was this kind of life, very, very. Uh, local, 100% local. <laughs> so like Ta'ata Tahiti, 100%. Yes, yes. Um, so do you think that that kind of lifestyle helped you have like a interest in surfing, have an interest in your island, a long-term interest in this place as you've come back to live here after a number of years um, away? Um... Me, uh, I started surfing uh, when I was seven years old. Uh, it was very normal for me because uh, all the kids in my place were surfing. So it was uh, like a game for us to be in the water and playing the whole day with the bodyboard and then uh, going home <laughs> and the day after going in the water again. So uh, for me, it was really normal to be into uh, surfing. And uh, after that, I, uh, I, because in the, in, at the beginning, it was just for fun. I was just surfing for fun with kids and family. And I very start late surfing. Uh, I start very late to, uh, to surf because uh, from the beginning, my, my, my family didn't really want me to surf every day. And uh, one then one day I tell them that I really love this sport. For me, it was a sport and a moment for me to play. But I really love, enjoyed surfing. And I told my parents I want to do this. I, don't, I want to surf every day and try in contests and uh, to be famous in surfing. Uh, but uh, it was very hard for me to go into it because my family 
um, my dad, especially my dad, wanted me to be to work really good at school because we were very. Uh, it was very difficult for us as a big family to live. Uh, we were we were very modest, so my dad wanted me to work very well at at, uh, at school and to get uh, a job for the future. So he didn't understand me really because I I really enjoy surfing. For him, it wasn't like a job. He, you cannot do surfing as a job. You just surf for yourself, but not as a job. But me, I w- I really wanted to do that. So I. I keep in this uh, in this way. I I didn't really listen to my parents because I was hundred uh, percent um, into it. So and then after years after my dad finally changed his mind because he saw that I really love surfing and and then he just leave me leave me to do what I wanted to do. So. And so, do you, what were the opportunities you had from surfing? Because you, your dad and your family maybe didn't really understand it at the time, but you ended up did you ended up having opportunities that allowed you to use it as a career, right? Yes, uh, I met many people in surfing, and then uh, some people was a special photographer. Uh, um, was interesting by me because I was uh, the only girl who were who was surfing in Moria uh, on the reef because in Moria we have we mostly have reef break and uh, I was the only girl at that time who was surfing almost every day and then he saw me surfing one time and then asking me if I would like to to try and to have a sponsor because. Uh, because uh, uh, then it was only me as a surfer in Moria, so and uh, he was interested by me just to do some some photo, and then I said to him, "Okay, why not?" Uh, at the beginning, I didn't really want; I was kind of shy, and then I was like, "Okay, why not?" Because at the beginning, I really wanted to do that, so so I said to him, "Yes," and uh, then my career started like that. Be, uh, because of him, he was a f- very famous photographer in surfing, and then he he started to do some photos of me of surfing and modeling. And one day he called me back and said, "Ah, there's a sponsor from France who is interested by sponsoring you. Uh, if you want, we can you can we can meet together and see what I get I can do for you." And then I say, "Yeah, why not?" And then my career started like that. Um, when I started uh, to be professional, I wasn't really in, into, into contest. I was more a uh, free surfer. I was doing some uh, pictures on big wave surfing. And then I started contest after very late. So, yes, that's how I started my career in surfing. I was mostly a free surfer and then I tried contest. So as you told me, you ended up having a career here in um, Tahiti and um, being able to ta- uh, take pictures with your career, you know, having that kind of publicity. And so with the years, do you think your family came to accept your career in surfing? Uh, sure, I'm sure. I, did, I never asked them, but for sure they were very proud of me 
they never tell me uh, my dad and my mo- my mom and my dad never tell me if they were very proud but I, I'm sure they are station uh, they never say their feeling to their kids uh, as I know them I'm sure they were proud of me okay well good so it ended up working well for you and it's something that you love to do so um, you ended up being able to, to do it even with the challenges maybe or the ups and downs can you give us a little bit of uh, your experience being a female surfer and having having that be any different from a male surfer here in terms of career, in terms of Tahiti or in terms of other places in the world? Um, in Tahiti, I never feel uh, this feeling. I never had this feeling uh, the boys, uh, like the difference uh, as a girl, as a surfer girl. And the men here accept girls in, in surfing because we are not playing, we are not many girls surfing in, in Tahiri and Mura. So they are not used to see many girls in here. So, so they kind of uh, very gentlemen and then accept uh, easily the girls surfing. Oh, well, that's good. So they don't feel that you guys are a competition or that. They need to be careful around you guys. It's like you guys can be one big family. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, even when when we do contest, uh, we are we mix with the boys, uh, talking with them, and as we are equal, so I don't feel uh, hate uh, coming from the boys. Huh? No, it's the opposite. I feel the, that. They are very proud to see women uh, in surfing contest and uh, famous famous women surfer. So no, no, there's no diff. There. I don't, I don't feel the hate. So. I have many. I mostly surf with boys on the water, so they are very kind with me. They leave me surfing uh, as a normal, uh, as usual. Okay, and so you were also living in. Tiaupo, Tahiti, which is a, on another island. It's not on Morea Island, but it's uh, not too far. And this is a well-known surf spot, maybe even around the world, because they have a competition every year during the, the high season. And so what was that like living on, in Tiaupo as a female and with, um, I would say, like a lot of surfers who live there year-round? Like, I mean, basically it was like a surf lifestyle that you had? When I was living by Teopo, I was surfing a lot. They, they have some good spot there. And um, boys, there were many guys um, already surfing in Teopo. And mostly of them was guys. So I was, we were only three, three women uh, who were surfing uh, with them. So I had many respect from the boys in uh, Teopo and Veirao and uh, when I was surfing in Teopo it was a big challenge for me because it's very dangerous I don't really I'm not really comfortable surfing Teopo but I like this I like this wave it's so it's magic and the, even the spot is very very um, high there's a mana there in Teopo 
So I can understand why 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 this wave is very famous because there's a big mana there. Dude. It's very powerful and wave too. And how long were you living in Chelpo? Chelpo. I was living by Chelpo six years with my uh, with my ex boyfriend there. He was a surfing teacher, and we were living very close to Chelpo and. Uh, Hey, we used to surf uh, Teopo, Veirao. Uh, so, for me, it was my second home that time. And it was like uh, you guys would surf every day, or was it just once in a while? That time, I was surfing almost every day. I was surfing like six days a week. And uh, I was surfing all the spots in Tahiri, Teopo, Veirao, uh, Papara. And I was uh, I was training for surfing local surfing contest almost every day. So yeah, it's my life in Tahiri was more as a surfing uh, uh, as a surfer girl and a surfing uh, and a, and a girl from for surfing contest. I was hundred percent in surfing contest, so I really wanted to be in. In the top three, uh, in the top three in uh, Tahiri. Mm, okay, for women. And so, did you end up achieving that goal? Yes, I ended up my goal uh, as uh, as second. Uh, not the first one, but the second because the first one was uh, I was the next for surfer, former for surfer too, and she was really really good. So. I didn't have the chance against her, but uh, to be second, it was my biggest goal because I never surfed in, uh, in Tahiri. I was surfing only in Moria on on reef break, so it was a really big challenge for me to to do surfing contest and end up in the top three. Um, so that was just a big big challenge for me and. I, I was very happy with that. Okay, cool. Congratulations that you were able to achieve that. So, when you're saying uh, that you were second in Tahiti, what does that mean? Like, you went through different competitions and then got won competitions to be uh, like the second most highest winner or something? Oh, yeah. It's like a championship. Like, everywhere in the world, you have to do like uh, five. Uh, four or five contests in the year. Mm-hmm. So I did my, my all the contests. Uh, that's how I became second because I I was in a good place. So, yes. Oh, okay, cool. So after your um, six years living there in Chopo, uh where did you end up going after? After help all, uh, I went to France for four years. I worked in France, and then I, uh, and then I, I went to study. I passed the, um, the my exam as to be a surfing teacher. Uh, I had my state graduate in France as a surfing teacher because uh, uh, to be to to get this job, you have to go in France. So during my four years in France, I was surfing a lot, and then I, after four years, on the last year, I finished my training, 
and then I had the state graduate the teach, um, surfing surfing teacher. Okay, that, so that's cool. So then you went from Chopo and then as a professional surfer, and then decided to go in France. So at this time, you had like given up the professional surfer and contests and all of that, and decided to make so being a surf instructor a career in the, uh, as your future. Yes, I, it was already my goal when I was in in Moria. I wanted to do. I wanted to learn surfing uh, with the kids in Moria, uh, but to have that, I I really I needed to go in France to get my state graduate. So it was a, a goal for me to to have this, and uh, I I was already thinking one day to do a foundation for kids in Moria, especially the one who like uh, in Hawaii they call the Menehune. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Menehune is very famous, and I wanted to do something like that uh, about the same, like the Menehune contest, Menehune uh, Foundation by a um, famous woman surfer, Red Sun. I, I was really, uh, I really like her. And I, 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 when I start surfing, I read a lot about her. I was thinking one day I will do the same like her. Um, about the same like her and doing something for the kids here for uh, to learn surfing and maybe one day to be professional surfer but especially for kids in uh, local kids from uh, my place because I know they have the they had the life the same life as me very hard and uh, very um, modest so I want to I, I really want to help these kids to uh, to uh, help them to be to be in professional uh, surfing. Okay, that's cool. So, um, so you're uh, talking about Hawaii and Tahiti, the differences, like the opportunities for the young people. Is there any other uh, differences that you see between Tahiti surfing and Hawaii surfing? Uh, the difference, me, I can see the difference. Uh, uh, we have a different culture compared to Hawaii. Uh, I think in Hawaii they they are more in uh, cultural surfing uh, compared to us. Uh, maybe because we don't have that many spots in Tahiti compared to Hawaii. Um, I'm not really sure why it's like that, but I'm sure that we we were surfing for a very very long time in Tahiti. Um, so I cannot really answer you why we have uh, less, uh, why it's more, it's less cultural compared to Hawaii. Cultural as in like, um, there's more people, like it's more normal for people to be surfing than here. I think, yes, we are more, we, they like more, uh, they are more into paddling. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's less. Uh, we have more people into the into VAR compared to surf, and uh, I can see in Hawaii there's more people in surfing. So maybe one day it will change. I don't know. We see. Huh? Yeah, we'll see. But you know what? In Hawaii, surfing on Oahu. When I was surfing on Oahu, oh my God, there's just way too many people in the water. 
So maybe you don't want maybe you don't want that many people in the water because <laughs> here in Tahiti, compared to Hawaii, yeah, there's not that many surfers, which can be nice for a surfer, right? Ah, yes, for sure. We don't really like <laughs> spot to be crowded for yeah. sure, and it's very the the spot such spots here are very small, so. If it's too crowded, yeah, I think it, <laughs> it's a, it, it's dangerous. It can be dangerous if you are too many people in the water. That's what I wanted to show to my uh, student in my surfing school. Um, I don't really have many many students in my school. I only have like four to six. Normally, I can uh, have eight to ten kids in my surf school, but. I decided to to stop in four kids of six because I don't want the the spots to be crowded and it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous to have too many kids with you or too many students in your self school. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a good choice to yeah. have only some kids, some students. Yeah. Okay. So I, I understand. So, um, yeah, since you're talking about your surf school, you're, can you tell us a little bit more about that? You came back to, once you got your uh, diploma in France, you came back to Moria or Tahiti and started uh, a surf school here. And actually, you're the first one, right? So is that um, something that, that you're really happy about? Or, and you see, like, what for the future for your surf school? Yes, I'm very. Um, I can say I'm very proud about my about myself because I'm the f- first surfing school in Moria. Uh, it was a, a big challenge because I never think doing myself school here, because mostly of the waves here in Moria is mostly reef break. So it was uh, another big challenge to for me to to make this school here. At the beginning, I was uh, thinking to to go back in France. And working in surface school in France, but one day I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't really want to go back in France. I'm here; it's my island. I was born here. I learned surfing in reef break, so I don't I don't understand why I'm going to another place which is not mine. Uh, so I decided to to create this school. It's a reef school, so I learned my students or the kids to to manage how to surf uh, reef, uh, waves on the reef, because in, it's another way to surf. It's very dangerous. People, every people in the world knows that the reef is very dangerous. But if you, if you have someone to show you how to, to be aware with the reef, uh, it's more easier. So I decided to create my school because I, I was born here and uh, I learned surfing in reef break. So for me, it was just normal to do this self-school. So my kids, now it's been one, uh, less than one year. I start my surfing school on the reef. Uh, I do my surfing school just in front of my house. I have a small reef break, which is not really famous. It's not really crowded. crowded. So it's very good for my, for my students. It's very mellow, not many people, it's less dangerous then. And then uh, I'm very happy with this school. Sometimes I, I take my, my, my student to a beach break 
We have a one beach break in Moria, but it doesn't work all the year. It works only on the south swell. And then uh, when it's work, I, I take my my kids to the to this spot. But normally my my uh, lesson is more on the reef breaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I well I personally have seen it grow a lot in the last few years, and um, already you've had you've grown with the amount of equipment you have and the even just like the boat that you were using before where the motor was <laughs> the motor sometimes would be on and off but now you're like stable with the paddleboard so it's it's really grown into something that's like uh, very professional which is really cool just to see that yes uh yes about my boat it was just terrible i had uh, many i have all the time a problem with the engine so i decided to stop the boat because uh the my my the reef break is not really far from the house, mm-hmm. so I was seeking to to take a big standard paddle, a big a big standard paddle for about six people to ten people. I don't take ten people on my standard paddle, only four to six. But we put all the stuff in it, and we just paddle into the spot. And for me, it's the best way to be to be ecologic. In ecology and to respect more the the ocean, uh, not too many noise with the engine, and uh, very smooth and it's a good training for my for my kids. So me, I, I, I really I was seeking to do to take the paddle from the beginning of the school, huh? and now I'm very proud because I'm I'm the first surfing school in Moria and uh, I, I'm all. I am. I am also the first surfing school who use a big standard paddle for the lessons. Very cool. You got to be creative, and it's working out well. And it makes cute pictures when you see all the little kids on the standard paddle. <laughs> uh, yes, I did. I do many videos. I put on my Facebook page. Oh yeah, you can say your Facebook page so people can look it up. Yeah, they can they can find my Facebook page on Moria Moria Iriatai Surf School. It's very long, but it's kind of long, but you can find because it is only one surf, surf school in Moria. So uh, I do many videos with my kids paddling out with the sub with the standard paddle, and uh, also we can see them surfing in the reef. Surfing in the small beach break, and uh, when, all the time when I go with my kids, every day I do videos, and then they they are really happy. You can see the videos on Facebook, and they are really happy to see to see them surfing. Yeah, I'm sure it's good memories for them too. Well, yeah, thank you so much for sharing about your your life here in Moria, starting in Moria, and then in Tahiti and France and. Uh, your surf life and then eventually your professional surf teacher life. Um, is there anything else you want to share or last thoughts to the listeners out there in native stories? Uh, yes, maybe my last thing is maybe to encourage people to do uh, what they want, they really want to do as a job and if you have a job it's good to enjoy your job and to really do your job with passion and uh, yes that's that's all that's that's the only thing i want to say (laughs) thank you very much
Mahalo Nui for sharing your story with us here at Native Stories. If you all want to further connect with us, please do. Follow us on Facebook, search Native Stories for daily updates on Native Kind Maya or Things. Please download our place-based mobile app and listen to us on all streaming podcast outlets. Just search Native Stories. And check out our walking tours, tour. Tours, too. Make sure to share us with your family and friends. Native Stories prides ourselves in being your resource of truth-telling and Indigenous knowledge. And the more you share, the more people will know and be informed. Mahalo for tuning in.